Good evening, and welcome to our continuing series, Explorations in Savagery. We are continuing with our theme, The Old and the New World. Mother writes, The really new thing is that a new world is born, born, born. It is not the old one transforming itself. It is a new world that is born. And we are right in the midst of this period of transition where the two are entangled, where the old still persists, all-powerful, entirely dominating the ordinary consciousness, but where the new one is quietly slipping in, still very modest, unnoticed, unnoticed to the extent that outwardly it doesn't disturb anything very much for the time being. And in the consciousness of most people, it is even quite imperceptible. And yet, it is working. It is growing. Until the time comes when it will be strong enough to assert itself visibly. There are people who love adventure. It is these I call, and I tell them this. I invite you to the great adventure. And um, later on, she also made a remark that when I mentioned it's an adventure, you thought it's uh, just one of those ways of saying things. Actually, interesting, today itself, you know, you read about transition and the, um, and the challenges. So today itself, I was sharing these thoughts with uh, my friend uh, that you know, if we go back uh, maybe a million years back and see the transition which took place from ape to man, it was a massive upheaval. We, you know, the settled order of things had gone. There was uh, the yes. animal law, yes. the law of the jungle world. It's uh, Man doesn't embody it. He is uh, mere nobody. Probably to start with, animals must have felt this is a strange, weird creature. And uh, just two things in man which would eventually, uh, or rather three things, which would eventually transform the whole relation with the world which the animal kind had. One of course was the externally the discovery of fire, which animals were so scared of. The second was the light of intelligence in the eyes of man, which they know it's something superior, just as a possibility. And the third is the soul within. The thing is that man was not even aware what he is carrying. And I was just imagining that there were almost eight or nine subspecies which have vanished. We, they, were, they served only as bridges, subspecies. So, you know, we get very disheartened sometimes, oh, it's a long, well, of course it is long. And what else we expect? Yeah. <coughs> 50,000 years from ape to man. And why else are we here? And why, why else is creation? And if we look at it from that perspective, look at the, you know, man was so much like an animal and yet he knew something strange about him. He is different. <laughs> but how is he different? He didn't know. And yeah. that which was inside as a seed has eventually outburst and today we have rockets and jetage and uh, nuclear bombs. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that upheaval. And mother says this one will be even more. Even more. Because from man to superman, the upheaval is yes. going to be far greater. Far greater. With far greater dangers. Yes. 
so you know in that context i thought you know we think that there is a problem how will the new world come there are issues which are uh, we look at the external world mainly we we cannot go somehow yeah. beyond yeah. trump and kim jong <laughs> that's our limits of our mm. difficulties but they are not the real difficulties there there are other difficulties far more serious which mother and should be have foreseen and worked upon so you know and you mentioned these uh, transitional stages yes and mother speaks about the surom yes surom that's right see that will be a transitional stage before the superman yes and maybe may many more also there are many Possibly. children whom uh, just a term that has flashed to me and which i use in hmm. my writings uh, <coughs> washout generation there are <coughs> children who don't belong to the old world wherever they may be born they there is something strange about them and they don't yet belong to the new world you know we are yes. that we very fortunate to have at least been given the vision and uh, yes. they don't know what they are really looking for they they feel very strange uneasy yes even weird they have breakdowns they enter into worlds which they don't understand they you know some of them experience states of paranoia and Uh, it's very interesting that how man would have felt when he was born amidst animals he would have seen every animal with fear and suspicion <laughs> today it's different that we know this can be tamed this is harmful this is dangerous this is friendly yeah. this can become your pet but at that point of time the entire jungle including the plants and trees and everything they were either some sense of the divine which man always carried or else everything else was ghost like strange frightening yeah. yeah so there are children who are really transiting through this phase and we cannot understand when mother was told about the number of people going mad she said i hear these reports that there are number of people going mad particularly in america and then she says it is a good sign for the moment it is a good sign it is a sign that there is a breakdown of the old measures yeah. and the new has not yet come so just like we had the transition of eight or nine subspecies yes so we'll have it's a painful thing but you can't take otherwise the leap and this is what you know part of it we shall read you know very often when we read savitri one of the uh, themes that comes is debate between death and savitri yes. <laughs> but after that debate is over there is another small little not exactly debate but the challenge uh, which the supreme being from the supreme yes, yes who yes. tells savitri and that's why i often say that the why i feel at least this my personal feeling that the avatar is greater than the divine <laughs> because the divine is divine always the same he is there in his supreme status but the avatar is that if we want to put it aspect of the divine who plunges into this darkness in a sense divine himself has become all this but he plunges takes the burden of the flesh and our difficulties and dangers so i mean i feel we can connect with him and through him he is the light bringer he is the yes so this is very interesting and shobindo starts with this two lines this is on page 688 book 11 the book of everlasting day so after the mask of death is torn 
सावित्री इज टेकन अप इन टू द इटर्नल मैनिफेस्टेशन मास्क ऑफ डेथ एंड इज रेन इज इन द टेम्पोरल मैनिफेस्टेशन मैनिफेस्टेशन विच इज सब्जेक्ट टू टाइम एंड स्पेस एंड डिस्ट्रक्शन देन सडनली शी एक्सीज दी इटर्नल मैनिफेस्टेशन वेर एवरीथिंग इज ब्यूटिफुल वंडरफुल ल्यूमिनस पावरफुल ब्लिसफुल एंड देन द गॉड हेड the manifest divine the supreme as the manifest divine and he says you come here and you can live in yeah. one of these worlds and she refuses she refuses and they are very powerful passages yes but then comes these lines page 688 then with a smile august as noonday heavens the godhead of the vision wonderful and it's a marvelous description you know i think we have yes. read it sometime how shall earth nature and man's nature rise to the celestial levels yet earth abide mm. so it's one thing in our inner consciousness to realize and experience the divine but earth is still lagging far behind uh, and shirdindo speaks of this difficulty in in uh, the supramental manifestation which is one of the last writings yes and he says the difficulty is dual psychological and corporeal so he speaks of the challenge for matter and embodied consciousness inner consciousness you can experience but the moment you enter into matter matter is not yet mentalized if it was fully mentalized our mind could control the heart beats control the breath control every movement within the body but we cannot we are unconscious so large part of our body is submerged in unconsciousness and that is why we don't know yeah. we know only the surface parts that too only if we pay attention and that explains why the mother gave so much importance to physical education and uh, she even mentioned about this and shobindo says that one of the first things that we have to do is to bring those functions which are right now autonomous under the control of a conscious will this small thing is very difficult let's say your uh, gastric secretions how to bring it under conscious will unconscious leave aside respiration and heartbeat which rare yogis and of course shobindo has experienced when he says he stepped into a magic place yeah. where the heart stops yes so he has experienced it these rare very rare instances so where all this can be brought under conscious control and the mother goes much further consciousness in the cells so the problem is not about inner being experiencing the divine that has been done umpteen number of times problem is this earth abide you no know, rishab chand ji when he left his body <clears throat> yes and many people had all kinds of stories as usual yeah i just read about yeah it. he walked into the he ocean he walked into the sea. sea and it's one of the means of departure which is called a jal samadhi so people started making all kinds of rumors yeah. Yeah. so mother gave her version her vision she said people don't know they are so foolish she says he was so much agonized by the idea of meeting the supreme in this body and the mother whole night felt that anguish and she would want to do it but it's not possible matter is not ready and she could experience that entire anguish i want to see the supreme but in this house of flesh yeah. 
how do you do it in traditional yoga if at all you have that vision and you stay for some time here because you have to stay with that sense yeah. your body will melt away so she says, I could understand this anguish and this intense aspiration. He was walking up and up and up and up and mountain. And after a certain point, it all snapped. It was, she gives that image of climbing towards the sun literally. And we have this story of Trishanku in Indian scripture where Trishanku wants to go to heaven with a body. But heaven shuts him and pushes him down that you can't go with this human body. It is not pure enough. And ultimately he cannot. He hangs. And Sri has written a whole poem on that. <coughs> the triumph song of Trishanku. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first challenge. And then you know. Um, the Godhead speaks of that difficulty. That how is it possible. That earth nature will abide. Of course she will give a solution. But that yeah. uh, we will not talk of today. Maybe next time. Then there is another um, challenge. Another difficulty. Of course, because of this, he says, why, uh, you know, on page 689, if few can climb to an unperishing sun, the heroes and the demigods are few, to whom the close immortal voices speak, and to their acts the heavenly clan are near. But if these people hurl into action in the world, they have a short life. Mm. And if they withdraw, like that Swami Brahmanand is staying in isolation, you can prolong your life by imposition of a, another plane. But that's not transformation. Otherwise, Swami Vivekananda, Sri Ramakrishna, many of them, they, they you know, cannot. Even Swami Ramalingam, whose body vanished, used the word grace light and mothers heard the whole passage. But they say that the Vedic Rishis... They tried. Tried. One of them story is again Dadichi yeah. whose body melted away. Yes. So it's it's difficult. He says they are very few. Yeah. Why we cannot really climb to that level? Because we are tied to earth nature. And to their acts the heavenly clan are near. Few are the silences in which truth is heard. Days and weeks and months of meditation. Okay, peace, silence, light, all that is fine. But the voice of the divine, few are the moments. Few are the splendid moments of the seers. And then come these marvelous lines. Heaven's call is rare. Rarer the heart that heeds. Because why heaven doesn't call? Because we are not ready. And probably that's what Christ meant or you know what is there in the Bible. Yeah. Many are called. Few you are chosen. Yeah. So there people are called, but human nature, it's not so simple. Millions of years. And look further, the doors of light are sealed to common mind. And earth's needs nail to earth the human mass. So the mother opened the doors to light, then earth's needs. She said, okay, I'll provide you a space, <laughs> your food, clothing, shelter will be taken care of and because he said that there were people who used to tell me that we have no time left to yeah. seek the divine so she says when I reached arrived at what is normally called as the middle midlife I had a possibility 
says, look at the humility of Divine Mother. So I created a space. I said, okay, now everything is provided. Now you seek the Divine. And then she says, but, uh, you know, so far, my experience has been that this is not the reason. And she says that I am throwing a challenge. I would be, uh, you know, willing to be proved otherwise. I would be happy to be proved otherwise. The moment everything is provided, man becomes lazy. He mixes freedom for licentiousness. So it's so difficult. So heaven's call is rare. Rarer the heart that heats. Only in an uplifting hour of stress, man answer to the touch of greater things. Then also we cry, why there is problem, why there is stress, why there is challenge. When nothing works, when Mahalakshmi tries to wake us up or Maheshwari, Maheshwari is far too distant so you want to sleep, very nice. Then Mahalakshmi comes and sweetly with her sweet voice says, my child wake up, see I have got something nice prepared for you. No mama, let me sleep. Then Mahakali comes. <laughs> then you say you are bad. <laughs> so I use this word, wake up call. Then comes the shake up call. <laughs> so... Only in an, they Up sometimes also, no, no, also a breakup call. Ah. Sometimes those who are really chosen, she pulls and says, I love you too much to leave you for the world. Gone. You may cry. Everything is being taken away from me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you come to me. <laughs> it gives me the image of a child being taken by her mother out of love from a, you know, playing in the mud. And the child is crying to go there, but she is dragging the child and then giving a nice wash. <laughs> so it is like that. Only in an hour of uplifting stress. Look at the... Uh, so when people say that, you know, what is happening in the world, we should know it is an uplifting stress. And she has said that if men... It is left to men to collaborate or the change will be imposed upon them by the stress... Of circumstances, crashing circumstances. So any which way, the victory will be the divine victory. But when she said that one message, men, countries, continents, continents yes. the choice is imperative, truth or the abyss. Oh, they, they, and I, she was asked, what came, is the abyss? They came to you. Yes. They, they, Very disturbed. Mother was asked, who yeah. is, what is the abyss? She said, lust for power money. Lust, uh, ambition for power and money. money. These three are the abysses. Yes. Greed for money. She said, said, but for a sadhak, <clears throat> there is nothing to fear. She also said. Yeah. And then she added, fear is the worst of all. Yes. So this is the abyss. It opens the door to abyss. So, <laughs> and then she said, but for a sadhak, he has nothing to worry. With trust in the grace, he moves. Uh, so, you know, this is the uh, second challenge. Or raised by some strong hand to breathe heaven air, they slide back to the mud from which they climbed. In the mud of which they are made, whose law they know, the joy in safe return to a friendly base. You know, that's what I keep telling people. It's not easy to live in a place like the ashram or there are centers outside Auroville where mother's work is being done actively. Because the pressure is so much. One wants to get into that life where 
Because there is a pressure to change. You feel it right in the bones. You feel it in the mind. And if you have everything given to you. <laughs> that makes it uh, doubly. <laughs> but there is such an intense pressure. So uh, one wants to go back. One, one feels suffocated like the mud fish. That example we gave the other day. They joy in safe return to a friendly base. And though something in them weeps for glory lost. And greatness muttered, they accept their fall. I have met some such people in the course of my travels. And it's so distressing to see even somebody like Dilip Kumar Roy, how he would weep later on. And then he would say, I know I have made a blunder, but she is the Divine Mother. She will forgive me. Yet he could not still did not keep mother's picture in his Hare Krishna Mandir. Then another was Barinda. Same thing. She is the divine. I know she will forgive me. But he couldn't take it. Same thing with mother's physical husband. So all this, you know, and there are many, quite a few. Suresh Chakravarti went away. Anil Baran. Yes, Suresh Chakravarti. That greatness. Many others. They couldn't bear it. So, you know, even in modern days, yes, there are some who have said to mother, you know, I, I can't do this, but you cannot refuse me your grace. Yes, that then she's happy. <laughs> Actually, all these yes. cases, they were not yes. open to the grace. It's very, you know, yes. this uh, Anil Baran, Shirobindar told him not to go away. This was the main thing he yeah. told. Yeah. He went away driven by this idealism that I want India and Pakistan to be one. People don't realize yoga is very different from these mental idealisms. And then what happened? I mean, he died like incognito. Same with Prashant. Yes. Uh, this uh, The fellow was Aurangzeb in his previous life. What a chance given to come here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because even though he was rigid, staunch, but he believed in God in some way. <laughs> and the man came here, eventually went away. And what a miserable death. So, something fee. That's why... Many temptations, many difficulties, issues are there. They are, I mean, life is full of these challenges. They are the spice of life, you know. Why, why should we, wherever we go, life has challenges. But this grace to, you know, turn the back on that. To be the common man, they think the best. Somebody asked the other day, few days back in Coimbatore, Sir, tell me, what about the common man? <laughs> I said, first define common man. Common man is not somebody who doesn't have money and doesn't have enough to eat. Common man is somebody who is happy with the commonness. So I said, common man will live like a common man because he wants to remain the common man. What can you do about that? But a man may be poor and yet have an uncommon aspiration. He is marked out for something tremendous. A man may be rich and remain a common man. (laughs) So, you know. But it's interesting, Alok, that... uh Sri Aurobindo, in, in this canto, speaks of the higher man uplifting Yes, the that, that comes later. We'll, yeah. yes. But, Mother says it's not yet resolved whether the common yes. man is going to survive. Yes, yes, yes. He said that. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, we are using the word common in the sense of, you know, yes. somebody who is very satisfied within that frame, small mm. little frame mm. of yeah. everyday life. 
the routine of morning to night you have food you go for your job and earn some money have a family and that's it few minutes dedicated to god so so that yes to live as others live is their delight in fact very often people look upon many of the devotees and disciples as scans that these fellows are not loose you know please <laughs> so <laughs> because it's a unusual uncommon way of life yeah and it's not easy imagine you know you are you have a wonderful place in georgia such a lovely estate i'm sure some of us may have you've seen no his garden narad's garden what a lovely place why should he leave all that and come here in ashram and <laughs> many everybody you know people from russia from here especially those who leave behind their countries all over the world and come in oroville and other places i really salute it's not easy see for us it's still easy i mean i can't imagine going to alaska if shurvindo lived there <laughs> of course one has to go but to live in alaska that was the proposal no land in alaska to shurvindo french government was giving yeah. Yeah. so if for mm-hmm. this i keep on thanking lord you refused it how difficult it would have been for us <laughs> 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 but just imagine that you know people leave behind people must be wondering it's madness yeah. it's much better to lead a so called normal life and tell me used to tell me that uh, shri arbindo answered her prayer no Him- himalayas but the heat of south india yes. that's what she loved yes <laughs> yes if you see that side the mother then all yeah. is wonderful for most are built now the secret is for most are built on nature's early plan and owe small debt to a superior plane the human average is their level pitch a thinking animals material range so there is a lot of evolutionary ground still to be covered even the mental evolution is not complete and to aid it there has come a flurry of inventions and technological life which is accelerating mental evolution it's necessary for the average person you see it's important because suddenly you see an acceleration in the mental evolution but for those who were ready to go past they should go past but now because of this you know human beings are exposed to a wide range of there there is a window to the world yeah so this is one problem or rather the second problem then comes a third challenge and which is a much bigger challenge in this dark economy of cosmic life each creature to its appointed task and place is bound by his nature's form his spirit's force first of all the form that is given to us does not allow brain there is no center in the brain to receive the supramental influx so there is no holding point so form limits us form has been built to largely perpetuate certain animal functions so how does this form second is the spirit's force man can move from tamas to rajas to sattva and possibly have a mystic opening beyond that is not allowed spirit's force so these are the limits and why because man is the mediating stair we shall come to that if this were easily disturbed it would break the settled or balance of created things 
So that is the other problem and mother speaks of this, what we were referring, that the confusion which is going to come will be far greater. Yes. And she says, imagine Superman with much more power at their disposal. What would happen if simultaneously the ego sense is not lost? Because now it will start pouring on earth. Supermind is there. Wherever there is an opening, receptivity, these things will start pouring. Imagine the power comes without commensurate working on the ego sense. Ah, yes. It could be so dangerous. Already we see there are people who are developing, getting into you know occult, this, that and all kinds of new faculties which will come. The perpetual order of the universe would tremble and a gap yawn in woven fate. Then comes this interesting yes. line. If men were not and all were brilliant gods, the mediating stare would then be lost by which the spirit awake in matter winds, accepting the circuits of the middle way. By heavy toil and slow eunuch steps, reaching the bright, miraculous fringe of God, into the glory of the oversouls. Up till this point, path has been made, but through a slow, slow evolving process. Now suddenly, if men become equal to gods, leave aside what will happen to gods. That's a different story altogether. You know, probably initially they will have an issue because we, we won't worship them. We'll simply say hi and bye. Because they become brothers and sisters, friends. You see, gods also don't want us to go beyond. True. Because, you know, who will worship them? <clears throat> so they, they, man will, if man unites with the supreme in the human body. So, but they are nice uh, beings. So they eventually, you know, they say, oh, it's okay. They will at the most test you. So, <laughs> but this, this link, which is because of karma, karmic sequences, imagine the supramental being will be, have no karma. Yeah. Mother speaks of that when in volume 3. How it will be formed. Yes. Supramental, uh, she speaks of resurrection. And she says, in us, this, this is what resurrection means. Now, when you are born at each moment, that means you live at that moment as the law of truth reveals itself to you. There are no mental conceptions, formations, frameworks, measures, good, bad, right, wrong. Those have gone. First of all, it's dangerous. But at the same time, you are acting under the will of the divine, not any impulsion. Of course, the risk is that you may mistake the animal impulsion for the divine will. But that's a different story. The thing is that you'll have no karma because it's the divine who is acting in you. And that is the hint given in the Gita toward the close. That you don't worry about, you are thinking about this I should do or that I should do. Act according to the will of the divine, surrendering yourself to me. I'll take care of the rest. So the karmic law is cut. Now here the karmic law is not formed. There is no chain. So it's like somebody doing something and vanishing without a trace. So, it's and amazing. Mother, what was mother's last prayer? Thy will, O Lord. Constantly. Let thy will be done. Yes. yes. So, and then there is a fourth challenge. <clears throat> so she has taken care of all this. So she keeps the mediating stare. She speaks to the gods. She speaks to the titans. She also, that's why mother says there will be many abortive species, intermediate species. Mm -hmm. Because she has taken care of that. Okay, it won't be one leap. There will be a few 
uh, subspecies, degrees, and then eventually that ascent. And she, she has even some of the major steps she has already named. Uh, yes. Superman is one. Somebody has translated as overman. It doesn't matter, but there will be intermediate stages. Can you just talk a little bit about the supermental ship? Yes, very yes, really that's very interesting. Yeah. Could you reminded me of that? So she sees a vision, Mother's third uh, February. I mm-hmm. think it is. Let me see. I think it is 1958, soon after the supermental descent, or maybe a little later. But it's third February that I remember. So she sees that there is a ship in which she is. Uh, lot of beings, earthly beings, are going. And as they are going, they reach a port which is where they have to disembark. And um, these, there are two tall beings who are the who are actually supramental beings who will decide who is ready to pass on to the next level and who is not ready. Right. And then she says that I could see because she is the captain of the ship. <laughs> so she says I could see that as soon as they came. In that zone, there were places in their being, body, which was casting a shadow and others where there were no shadows. Yeah. So some were ready, some were not, some were partially ready. They were being sent back to be worked upon and come back. And then she says, I realize the criteria is very different. That is the interesting part. Yes. She says, normally many things that we give a great value spiritually. Yes. <laughs> Uh, they had no value at all from the supramental standpoint. And then when I saw, I laughed and laughed and laughed. I woke up laughing. So she says that if somebody would have seen me, they would have thought I have gone mad. This was her statement. So then later on the disciple asked that, you said that the human criteria doesn't apply. Can you specify what what did you see? (laughs) She says particularly certain moral notions in India Uh about ascetic life and then she particularly spoke of marriage. She says, for example, the sacredness and sanctity of marriage has no importance at all from the supramental standpoint. Now imagine, she made it so clear. She described another experience after this. We'll not go into that. That's more personal. But those who wish, they can read it. She says, for example, ascetic purity. This is the word she used. That means outwardly, you should be, you know, You should look good, (laughs) pure, (laughs) holy. The second thing she says, sanctity of marriage. They have no value from the supramental standpoint. So she was asked, what has value? She said, wideness and plasticity. And of course, perfect immobility, which is difficult. But at least a stillness, equanimity. Another is wideness. Narrow-minded, you can't enter into those gates. (laughs) <laughs> strange narrow means small you should be able to enter <laughs> the gates don't allow they catch you <laughs> and the other is plasticity you should not be rigid dogmatic yeah. only this way only this those who are tie themselves into many rules and formulas strangely and paradoxically it becomes a bar so you know so wasn't there a color that she saw the orange color orange color which comes with the earth and 
mates with it and then she also gives lot of disciples like purani part of it was ready rolling in the supramental clay all these experiences follow that shurbindo supramentalized body which has those capacities is amazing range of experiences he describes but the interesting part is that people come they go and i know story of somebody who when he died somebody asked mother that what happened to him after his death mother said you know he had a part which was very open towards me but there was an insuperable difficulty in one aspect of his nature now i don't remember you know i've read mm-hmm. so many things now you know the problem is that some people ask for references yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course some many of them i remember but you know like probably i read it in govind bhai patel's book but i am not very sure so, so but it's authentic the words may be little bit this way that way so she said you know what i did <laughs> there was a part of his nature which was very difficult that difficulty just could not so i just did a small surgery on that part when he left the body and i have taken it away removed it away from his nature so what would have taken him five or 10 lives yeah. now he can finish it in two or three lives so there are things he does we have no clue yeah. about basu told me once that uh, people entering the ashram he could see beings on top of them yes and he could see mother just take them away yes yes yes, yes. just take this uh, actually even initially yeah. we have, we know earlier before the ashram was formed yeah. with pavitra da with uh, yes uh, quite a few people this has happened and she would say no nothing to worry there was this being and they try to and these are not just hostile beings or dark beings no. there are even beings who want to use human beings for expansion of their they are they are you know beings of the vital worlds even higher vital daityas very strong hmm. also gods of the vital planes they the moment your sadhana proceeds they want to use you and uh, capture you because they can really act on earth yeah. but if ever such a being ties down with anyone the best is to compel that being to surrender that whatever it is now you are my baby <laughs> and i belong to divine mother so you better you also surrender rather than trying to pull me in that direction but yes, yes so many things so and but finally he says my will my call is there in many things but the inconscient lies at the world's gray back and draws to its breast of night and death and sleep you know this is another thing which sometimes one sees and uh, it's a word of caution i remind myself of course grace is there it 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 won't happen it shouldn't happen uh, but sometime when i see people who come into the uh, past 75 80 zone uh, and uh, i salute them when they remain young and full of trust narad you are an example uh, honestly because i have seen people become cynics i have seen people who become doubters who start saying that oh all my life i live what is it i was living to see this it's so beautiful to be full of trust and faith doesn't matter 100 difficulties are not important but to remain still full of faith it's a blessing that till your last moment you are full of faith that doesn't matter 100 lives still one day the divine victory will be there it's not easy so inconscient pulls back towards death and sleep so people 
when they start becoming cynics recently i heard one talk by i won't name obviously i'm very elderly person and he was you know supposed to speak on science of new creation but was mentioning all the issues problems uh, from trump i, I said obsession mm. <laughs> trump and kim jong to this and that he said, i don't know what's happening murders are taking place this that whole delhi statistics and it was such a depressing thing at the end he says ultimately only if man consciousness changes there can be a change not otherwise of course that is a well known thing but you know if you look at the surfaces and paint a gloomy picture that means the fundamental thing in science and yoga common thing is look behind appearances and live with the state of oneness that everything is leading toward the divine so you know <coughs> inconscient imprisoned in its dark and dumb abyss a little consciousness it lets escape but jealous of the growing light holds back close to the obscure edges of its cave as if a fond ignorant mother kept her child tied to her apron strings of nescience what a line what a line <laughs> at once practical yes. profoundly psychological yes, yes. and deeply spiritual and mystic yes. and this also reminds me one of the difficulties in india see in, in many ways there are factly actually i mean india psychically open surrender all that is there but you know, the big challenge of india tradition mother holding back to apron strings they can't uh, go beyond hanuman temple and you know uh, some chalisa i am be surprised honestly you know sometimes i see uh, you know uh, who was it anyways someone presented to me even this all this comes you know hanuman chalisa and you know okay i have done all this i remember it but you have you are going into something far far greater and different or we will reduce sometimes mother and shrivindu to that again that religiosity <clears throat> it doesn't allow jealous of the growing light it, so hmm. i look at it like that that inconscience says look already i have allowed so much ha huh? all the great gods avatars have come in india now don't ask for supramental creation be satisfied with your lot of 133 crore devtas so you have to still say no this does not satisfy the quest of my soul you know it's it's not easy to go past these forms even for an indian to look beyond om into ma is i am tell you so strange om is wonderful mother has said it is the signature of the lord and it's so wonderful but sometimes i feel as a mantra just simply the word ma is you no know, even a cow can chant it <laughs> the first thing it says i believe they do <laughs> ma that's why cow is sacred now you understand why in india cow is sacred it has nothing to do with holiness and other things nothing to do with the vedas <laughs> I am not sloganeering for a political party, uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> look at the cow. Forget about all her gifts and wonderful things. Forget about the innocence in her eyes. But just think of it: when a cow is born and a cow is grows up, what does she say? Ma. So I love the cow for this. You know, universal mantra first uttered by cow. Even cat says, but it slightly distorts it. Meow. So, 
close to ma you get it i mean is such a wonderful thing so but you know the inconscient won't allow beyond a point so and everywhere this challenge yes in the west the challenge is the mind it says i have given you so much light in the mind and mental light why do you want to leap to intuition there is another kind of challenge in the west you have to understand everything from purely mental intellectual terms and unless you reduce it to that it doesn't exist so you see it's it's the inconscient which holds and ties so we can probably stop with these lines it's a lovely line yes imprisoned in its dark and dumb babies a little consciousness it lets escape but jealous of the growing light holds back close to the obscure edges of its cave as if a fond ignorant mother kept her child tied to her apron strings of nescience she would allow thus far and no further it's a typical indian image typical indian image whole time mothers don't go beyond your mohalla never go beyond your village town life was considered as almost a taboo and going abroad means you have your dharma is gone if you come back you must pour ganga jal telling you the reality yeah. that's why many people from villages who came to india there to the ashram mm-hmm. those days even recently odisha and uh, southern parts many persons came you know, they all ran away from their homes no choice <laughs> if they stayed in their homes they would not be allowed you stay here and worship but the plan has been changed who gave the courage who gave the i can't imagine who gave the courage who provided the power and the means and uh, i mean i was hearing life of one of the persons who ran away with 12 rupees and was hanging in general compartment with uh, no ticket nothing today he is a millionaire and came to ashram even our another person 17 year old boy running all the way from assam because this was unacceptable and what to do lord has opened his ashram in pondicherry so all the way people even from north going south was regarded as you are crossing the vindhyas means you are in almost another country so the divine has now made it so simple that even if the child you are in a village in you know india and the child is in new york now he has made it easy for these mothers that look you can still feel he is near so now inconscient is also little satisfied that this light which is coming down i will also benefit so this is how the plan is changing <laughs> so we'll stop here and continue